0: Ford Weekly is proudly brought to you by Peninsula Co-op. At Peninsula Co-op, you get full serve for the same price as self-serve, meaning you can stay in your warm vehicle while someone else pumps your fuel for you. And if you join up to the Peninsula Co-op membership program, you can start earning cash back every year on gas, convenience store purchases, home heating oil, and even groceries. Join today for just $27. For more details, head to your local Peninsula Co-op or click on the membership tab at
1: peninsulacoop.com. Hello and welcome back, fans. Episode nine o'clock weekly. I'm Malcolm Fletcher. Alongside is uh, Ben Waterworth. Ben, how you doing?
0: I'm doing fantastically, Sticky. It's always good to be sitting here after a win. We are pumped up and excited after the other night, and pumped up and excited to
1: get into another great episode of Claude Weekly. Mm-hmm. You guys will be hearing this right before we kick off Game Three and Four of uh, this little home and home series we got going on. But the big, the big. Uh, The big word is hockey's back on Vancouver Island. The VIJHL is up and running. Um, And, you know, all teams are in full flight. We uh, just played the Cougars twice. Uh, A win and a loss. Um, A loss on Thursday night at the Archie Browning. But uh, we pulled away with a win on Friday uh, at at the home rink. And um, we were me and Ben were unfortunately not able to attend the game on Thursday. But we did get Friday. Ben... Uh, let's talk about the experience we had on Friday your first game commentating let's hear it.
0: My first Panthers game in general as first well. First Panthers Indeed. game, Indeed, wow. it was uh, my, my very first one in person. It was it was a fantastic game and I thought that it was, it was a very closely fought game, even sort of not being able to fully watch Thursday night's game. There was unfortunately some technical difficulties with the hockey TV set up so there was only even able to, to witness sort of the third period. So coming into this a little bit blind based on the night before but both teams played very well. The Panthers were hungry from the get-go straight away in that first period. I mean, third 13 shots alone in that first period to only four for the Cougars. So they they were straight away ready to go, got that opening goal in the first period and it was tightly fought. The second period of course kind of swung the other way. The Cougars came out firing to really even it up and we were sitting at one apiece after two. And that third period where it went through some uh, momentum swings and that changes. Was, uh it was it was a lot of fun and came away with a W. That was it was a great performance by the Panthers in the end.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I guess a good way to look at this game was how about I just read out the box score. So in the first period, Josh Lingard kicked off the scoring from, an, from a feed on the power play from t- from no other than Tanner Wart started off. Second period was Spencer Golden on a crease-to-crease pass by uh, uh, Brandon McClintock. He one-timed it, threw it in the back of the net. Uh, second assist on that coming from Ryan Strange again on the power play. Folks, this was a special teams night. Very much so. Uh, you could say. Um, third period um, uh, kicked off with uh, Lucas Thompson Fittis uh, scoring. uh is going to Tanner Banks and Grant Gilbertson at a 520 of the third period. And then uh, Zach Guerra on a shorthanded breakaway. Um, let, let's just go through this real quick. So we hit the post goes off the post lands lands in the crease I think everyone in the building thought it was in the net but uh, we did have Tanner approve that it was it wasn't a goal and uh, Brandon McClintock threads this pass. It was a it was a beauty pass. It was it was it was a
0: whole sixty second period there basically where just everything happened, and it was a fantastic pass. He was in the right place at the right time and took it just how you want to take a breakaway in a shorthanded mm-hmm. opportunity like that. There there was nothing that Connor could do unfortunately for that one, and that of course put the Cougars two one up. and And from that point on, because the the Cougars really at that point of the period had really taken the ascendancy. You were thinking that well this is mm-hmm. a bit of danger for the Panthers, but from they it was, it was only about a minute or two until they equalized, and then kind of the game really mm-hmm. was just tough for both sides from the rest of it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, 13-51 uh, was uh, when the Panthers actually uh, took the lead. Uh, make it 3-2 was Tanner Wart on the power play. Logan Spears, Riley Braun were the helpers there, and uh, he, he just put her in a wide-open net, uh, and that, that ended up deciding the game. But as we're talking about goals, there's one other thing that we need to talk about is this goaltending. We saw some phenomenal goaltending on both sides. Gotta hand it over to Fraser Wyatt, who stood on his head for uh, made 25 stops from 28 shots, and uh, Connor Swainson, who uh, had 20 27 saves um, off uh, 29 in his 3-2 victory over the Cougars' first game of the year, first one of the year. Let's talk about that for a little bit. Bo- both both goalies, first
0: game of the year as well. They, they did not um, get dressed the night before in, in the game one. So for both of them to come out and put on an, an absolutely stunning performance I mean, the saves that both of them were, were pulling off, both equally had as many spectacular saves as well. And there, there was a period there that we really thought that we were heading for a, maybe a one goal game. It really was incredible but for, for both of them to put in that performance, nine goals in total the previous night and we only had two goals scored for the first 40 minutes so it, it really was uh, an incredible performance. Both rightfully got the stance of the games for their respective sides which I think really bodes well for both sides for the, for the season and, and for Brad uh, to, to have uh, a sport for choice for, for goaltenders. I mean he's got three very strong ones uh, there of course in net where we're yet to see Carter get his first game so potentially he might get a game this week but uh, so far Braden and Connor both uh, putting good performances and uh yeah Friday night in particular was a was a night for the goalies
1: yeah it was certainly a night for the goalies I remember that save that uh Connor made Connor Swainson made in that second period just reaching reaching for that he just said right then you're just kind of going through the motions and you're just hoping you uh hoping you get that save and uh, I I won't forget about Fraser Wyatt who's he made some a couple saves where I was just like Wow.
0: And it's a good thing when, when we're watching the opposition and we're in awe of the uh, the opposition goaltender because it really was one of those nights where you felt bad for them whenever a goal was scored against them. It, they, mm-hmm. they were playing that well. And, you know, 3-2, it's not a massive scoreline. I mean, it, it is weird to say that I feel sorry for Fraser
1: White having three goals mm-hmm. scored against him because he
0: played superb.
1: Oh, yeah, he played great, especially from a rookie uh, goaltender who played unreal. And uh, it was a great game. It was a great game to watch. It was hard fought. Uh, there's couple, couple little bit of contact, couple big hits, couple uh, big block shots. Both sides uh, put their body on the line, and um, I guess we could switch a little bit more to that Thursday night game. The Panthers lost six three to loss six three loss. Um, the uh, first start of the game was uh for the Panthers was Tanner Wart. Uh, who had uh, a goal and two assists, uh, three points. And uh, for the Victoria Cougars, their first star was none other than Ryan Strange, who did pick up the hattie uh, in the season opener. So, I mean, we could talk a little bit about this. Uh, What did you kind of see a little bit on hockey TV? From what
0: was available, uh, it was looking good Mm. signs. I mean, 3-1 down. The Panthers were, of course, early in that third period, tied it up. At three apiece uh, into that, I believe, with about 11 minutes to go. Mm-hmm. So good signs there. And, and I, I think we talked a little bit on Friday night's broadcast that I think the scoreline at the end w- was maybe not reflective of, of the game itself. I mean, a 6-3 scoreline sounds like a bit of a blowout. One of those, of course, was an empty netter uh, at the end of the game. But, you know, I think from, from what was able to be seen from what Brad said after the game as well. You know, there was very encouraging, positive signs, particularly after a bit of an extended period as well. Home ice for the the Cougars not quite the same as it would be with a with a full house, of course. But I think for at the end of the day, it was encouraging, and they were really able to take that into. The game on Friday, night, it really does make this series so unique that essentially this is what's going to be the norm for the next four or so weeks. You're going to have a Thursday night game, a Friday night game, and really just being able to learn from your mistakes one night, 24 hours later.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a little it's a little weird for sure that uh, you know we're going back to back, and then you got five days of rest, then you're going back to back, five days of rest. Um, but uh, you know, I I love the two games we had. Uh, I'll give uh, everyone a little quick run through of uh, some key points of this game. Uh, Bryce Irwin opened up the scoring early on uh with first goal for the cougars of the year and uh matt seal uh who opened up the store scoring for the panthers with the helper coming from uh tanner tanner wart so uh you know matt seal opened it up you know he might be he might be the good luck charm now so uh moving forward uh ben from what you saw what what do you think needs to happen what moving forward, what needs to stay consistent?
0: I think the, I mean that that consistency where they were able to take what was learnt from the Thursday night game into the Friday night game and able to to rectify those issues. Uh, you know, we, we're, you're going to hear very shortly from both Connor and Tanner, sort of talking a little bit about what went on in that 24 hour period, and a lot of that focus went on to the the D, and of course D is always a, an important part of it. But they restricted the Cougars a lot more the second night with the the shots available on goals, that was reflective on the scorecard. But, uh, I mean, one thing that definitely of note on the Friday night's game, the the face-off work, there was maybe a little bit of work around the the face-offs that the the Panthers need to work on to try and win the draw a little bit more and not put themselves in positions where they're on the back foot straight away. And maybe a little bit of the discipline as well. It kind of Mm -hmm. slipped slightly on the Friday night. I mean, we had 12 penalties Mm -hmm. on Friday night. You mentioned before, it got a little bit uh, heated there at some points. Panthers having five of those, Cougars with seven, but there were were a few calls there I think that could have gone either way but there are also different moments not just from the Panthers, from the Cougars as well where they kind of let their minds slip a little bit, they were, they were pointless penalties didn't really need to happen so I would probably say going into this week face-offs and, and maybe a bit of the discipline is maybe the key points to look at
1: uh, yeah, for sure. You know, I think uh, the discipline. You know, yeah, it slips early on in the year. I think that you know, uh, pa- for the Panthers at least, it's just you know, find what, find your, find what your strengths are. You know, work around that. And uh, you know, obviously, we, we were, uh, we were pretty excited to actually talk to those first two stars of the game. And uh, let's go here from Connor.
0: Now, Jessa sends it to the left point for Estee. Estee, low shot deflected. Oh my! What a snag by Swainson. Robbery and keeps this game 1-0. How did he get that? I thought for sure that was in the net. There was an openness to it. It was boom. I was waiting to see that net move. But Swainson, take a bow. That was an incredible save. We are very excited right now to welcome our first star... Of the week to Claude Weekly, a brilliant effort in the second game on Friday night, which of course saw the Panthers take the W. The star of that match for the Panthers, Connor Swainson. Connor, thank you very much for your time here on Claude Weekly. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Now, first of all, must have been pretty exciting to get the uh, gig in the pipes after, of course, not getting it in the first uh, game on Thursday. How, how was it uh, to finally get that call up and uh, get the get the jersey on uh, Friday night, your first game in a Panthers uniform?
2: yeah absolutely it was uh it was an exciting one for me i just kind of wanted to go out there and have some fun that was what that was about it
0: and you definitely did have some fun oh. uh, a, a great night for yourself walking away with the stars again was it just one of those nights where you kind of you felt on it was there something in particular that kind of stood out for you to why you played so well
2: yeah i think i just kind of wanted to set the tone for the season and you know it's always good to
1: start with a win and are rolling. So, uh, that game there, first game of the year. You had 27 saves on uh, 29 shots. Uh, one of them kind of stood out to me the most was that big save in the second period when you threw the glove out. Uh, when you're trying to make a big save like that, uh, what are you kind of what are you thinking about during that sequence?
2: Yeah, I don't even know if you're really thinking. You're just kind of reacting to the out. game. You know, um, it's it's a game of reactions for sure. And you know, you just at that point you're just so dialed into the game that you're just kind of. Just kind of going through the motions, really. Mm-hmm. And would you say moments like those are kind of just a huge confidence booster throughout the game? Oh, absolutely. You know, um, when when your team sees you, you know, make a save like that, you know that it, it puts confidence in them, and that's obviously what you want as a goalie is your team – with lots of confidence in front of you.
0: It must also be encouraging uh seven less shots the Cougars got away uh, than the night before as well. So you must have been impressed with the D out there. I mean, were you involved in any of the conversations out there from the guys? Was there a lot of conversations about shutting down those shots from the Cougars from the previous night?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I was super impressed with their D men. Um I think, you know, we got a younger D core this year, but they they rose to the challenge. It was it was incredible. Lots of talk on the ice, and uh, I think we're getting off to a good start with the uh, with the chemistry back
0: there. And it was a real night for the goalies, of course. Fraser Wyatt from the Cougars also got there. At the start of the game. Now you were talking to me a little bit off air that you, you you know Fraser quite well. Sort of what's your what's your background with Fraser, and what was your thoughts when you did see him lining up for the Cougars on Friday night?
2: Yeah, we were uh, we were at uh, South Island Royals together for a while. We were we were on the ice a lot together, practicing and stuff. I was. You know, I was surprised when I saw him down in the other end, but uh, yeah, good for him. He had a, he had a really solid night.
1: Uh, does it ever kind of, when uh, the other goalie's playing so well in the game, does it ever intimidate you at all? Do you ever think like, uh-oh, we might get out goalie tonight, anything like that? I think more than anything, it challenges me. You know,
2: you... you you got to play that much better and you want to out goalie him really
1: Mm -hmm. and uh moving forward uh for who knows when your next start is uh but uh what do you just want to maintain that are you looking for any goals throughout the season uh this year
2: honestly just just keeping that confidence with my team as long as the team keeps playing like they did on friday night um in front of me that's that's a winning team right there
0: are you aware of is there like a rotation going on at the moment between yourself Carter and Braden sort of are you each sort of getting a, a gig at the moment or kind of is it just come on the night depending on what Brad essentially chooses I mean are you aware of kind of who's going to be lining up in net this week yeah I haven't really been told much yet
2: but um, you know whoever it they is, is they'll, they'll be ready and I think we
0: just got to keep keep being ready for these for these big games because i can imagine of course you're wanting to play every single week but at the end of the day it probably comes down to a lot of who's in form i mean you obviously showed some really good form not that brayden didn't of course on thursday different game different situation but you went out there put it all out in the ice and show what you can do and i'm sure you're confident that that can hopefully maintain that way for the rest of the season yeah absolutely you just want to give your team the best
2: chance to win you know every single game
0: and in terms of then moving into the confidence, I mean, getting that win after the loss on Thursday night is obviously big. The season's essentially evened up at one game apiece, and you're in against the Cougars now still for quite some time. So feeling confident ahead of uh, tomorrow night, essentially going out there to play in game three on their home ice again?
2: Yeah, I think so. Uh, we made some big major steps um, just in two, in two games, and I think looking forward, we're we're here to win.
0: Connor, it's a pleasure to chat with you, mate. Uh, Very exciting to have you on the show. We're going to get you on again at some point to learn a little bit more about yourself, a little bit more in depth, but uh, best of luck for this week and great game last Friday night. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Peninsula Co-op believes in moving ahead by giving back. Every year, they donate over half a million dollars to local community groups and initiatives. During October, Peninsula Co-op is matching donations up to $15,000 to support kids' sport, Donate at kidsportbc.org forward slash Victoria and help reconnect kids with play. Peninsula Co-op is a proud sponsor of the Peninsula Panthers. Spins at the point into the slot for Spears, who tips it to the corner for Braun. Loose puck, Spears backdoor Ward Score. scores. Tanner Ward putting that baby home, and the Panthers back out by one. A lead, three-two. You knew it was coming. You felt it was on there for the Panthers. Just everything about that just gelled together perfectly. Ward just in the perfect position, straight into the back of the net, and they are pumped on the Panthers bench. And here in the Panorama Rexel. Hello,
1: everyone. We are uh, joined today by Tanner Ward. Tanner, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm not going to be better. Uh, really excited to have you on the podcast today. Uh, you know, Thursday, first game of the year, you actually were awarded a star of the game for the team uh, with a uh, you know pretty big performance uh, a goal and two assists for uh, three points. Um, what was working for you that night?
3: I think, uh, I think it was the first game of the year for the boys, so I think everyone was just trying to get into the season and not having those exhibition games and coming right into that. It's uh, a big thing for the rookies to play the first game, especially against Victoria, and I think we were all just, especially my line, we were just trying to lead the team. All the leaders were trying to lead, and I think it just worked out my way that night.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously you guys fell to the Cougars 6-3 uh, to three in a hard-fought game. Uh, going into game two, you guys uh, had a little bit of a different mentality. It almost looked like, you know, um, you guys dominated that first period, came out flying, and Uh, ultimately won the game was there uh was there something that you guys did particularly better in that second game compared to the first
3: um i think we we wanted it more i think the first night we were introducing ourselves to the league like i said and uh the second night we all came out hard with the mentality in us in our room is that we do not lose at home and everyone had that in their mind that night and we
0: came out with the w Key turning point in that game on Friday night, there was a non-goal when they went on shorthanded to score down the other end to take the lead. First of all, was that in? That looked for an in from the commentary box. My mom said the same thing, actually. She showed me the video.
3: She wouldn't stop telling me it was in, but I was right there, and I'm going to have to say it was not in the net, and it hit the post and landed in the
0: crease. Right. We were told afterwards that if you guys aren't celebrating, then it's not in the net. But in a situation like that, when it goes from potential goal to a shorthanded goal, what's said out on ice from that moment to keep you guys still in the game and not let that affect you?
3: It's just uh, keep on going. Don't let that get to us, and put it behind us. And we need to get one more now, and eventually two to get the win. And it's just you got to push that much harder to get that one back. We talked
0: to Connor a little bit before about the the change up in in the defensive strategy. Seven less shots the Cougars got away on the second night than they did on on the first night. Was there a lot of focus on the D going into that second game on Friday night?
3: I think. I think we always focus on the de- defense wins hockey games, is a saying. And I think our D wanted uh, that one back a little bit, get letting five goals against, not including the empty net on Thursday night. And I think they just came out ready to go Friday night.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people saw you. Uh, you know, you had a uh, two points in that second game, big win, the game winner on the power play. Um, but one one play that really stood out to me. I think there's a little over a minute left. It was off the face off. They went D to D, and he took a shot, and you slid on the ice uh, to to block that shot. What was going through your head there? Was it just I need to block this? I need to show these boys like how we need to play in the last minute? Was that kind of what you were thinking there?
3: Yeah, I was actually telling the guys all night, like uh, you got to put your body on the line to win games, and you got to. We're teaching the young guys how to block shots, how to get to the lane first before getting all the way out there, and yeah, I like to show the young guys how it's done, and it was just just a good block, good opportunity.
1: Yeah, great captain, a uh, great captain moment there. Um, and you know, moving forward now in the season, you guys, uh, you guys are one and one against a, a good Cougars team, but also a really good uh, Panthers team as well. What's going to be the focus moving forward? What are you guys gonna have to improve upon? I think we're just focusing on the Victoria games
3: right now especially. It'd uh, be really good to not lose at home and take those four wins at home and steal one in their barn for sure. But uh, working on everything really, we're still getting better as a team. It's the start of the year. As long as everyone's bought in and doing the things that Brad's teaching us in practice, we should be good.
0: Now, of course, it's been a couple of weeks since we had you on, on the show, and since then you were appointed the, the captain of the side. Now, our eagle-eyed play-by-play guy, Will, and Sticky, noticed the slight difference of colour of the uh, the captain's C on your jersey. Now, uh, first of all, I, I heard you, you did question Pete a little bit about that. Did you get the truth behind why you were wearing a red one rather than a blue one? I did. So Thomas Fink took his jersey home last year
3: when he was a 20-year-old because that's what you get to do here, and he took the blue C with him, and Pete apparently had no more blue seas, and then he ordered some, and they came super tiny. And then he decided, well, that looks ridiculous, so let's throw the red one on there until I can get a a nice blue one in for you.
0: And the funniest thing is about that is that Pete thought no one would notice. And, of course, you noticed straight away. Will and Sticky noticed straight away. So maybe it's a bit of a good luck charm, though, maybe. Maybe there's something in it that perhaps, you know, see how it plays out, that perhaps it could turn into a good luck charm. And moving forward, the, the Panthers will now have a red C on the white jersey.
3: Yeah, I'm not opposed to it. I didn't mind the way that it looked at all. I just pointed it out to Pete to see if he maybe messed up, but I guess that was part of the plan, and yeah, it works, and if it keeps keeps working, then I'm good to keep it. Of course, there's
0: always things to work on in training, no matter whether you're winning all games or losing all games. Is there a particular focus you guys have had this week ahead of uh, Game 3 against the Cougars on Thursday night?
3: I think for sure we need to be harder on faceoffs. Uh, we've been giving it a little easy to them there, but uh, overall, just our defensive game, getting the puck out every single time, making sure you're getting back and taking the taking the high guy and things like that.
1: Uh, again, thanks a lot, Tanner, for uh, coming on again, and uh, we'll be sure to talk to you again soon. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, so yeah, we just caught up uh, with the boys there. It was uh, you know pretty interesting interviews we had. Um, uh, ben, what was some kind of cool that you heard out of those two interviews?
0: It's, it's always interesting to hear the perspective of, of kind of those moments in the ice and in particular sort of with, with Connor when he sort of mentions about you know you've just got to have that mentality go for the save and things like that because I, I always I think connect a little bit more with the goalies I, I was a goalie in field really? hockey so I've come from a family of goalies and again different sport still a type of hockey not quite the same but uh, having that mentality of, of, of a goalie and I, I would say that if I was to ever learn to skate and be able to play this great sport i would be a goalie that would wow. be my position so i love hearing that mindset of a goaltender particularly when you've played so well and just kind of looking at that from that perspective so it was, it was good and, and and also the 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 reasoning behind the red sea we now know why yeah,
1: we now know about the red sea uh that was a uh it was almost kind of underwhelming to hear I know, that. Right. I was, I was kind of hoping like something <laughs> something big happened. It was the Red Sea now. But uh, I guess that we are going to be looking forward uh, to uh, Thursday's game against the Cougars at the Archie Browning Center. Um, that game will uh, be game three of this uh, cohort series. And then we have game four. Uh, back at the Panorama, uh, Will Bryant, Malcolm Fletcher, Ben Waterworth, will have the call for that one. And so let's see here. We got... Thursday at seven p.m. Archie Browning, back back in their rink. Last time we lost. What do you what do you think is going to be the new mentality now that we got now they got to win. They got to win under their belt. Now they got to go into it. Uh, Tanner mentioned you know we we never lose at home. We don't want to lose at home. And let's steal one at their barn.
0: Well, that's exactly it. You've got to try and steal one. And I, I, I honestly think this, the the pressure's on the Cougars, not the Panthers, because I, I'm, I'm sure at the end of the day, the Cougars probably went into this thinking that, They've got the better side. They had the 2 nothing advantage in the playoffs when the season ended earlier this year. They've got the stranglehold on the Panthers. They're probably thinking that with the, the extra break, with everything else on that, that the pressure was all on the Panthers. But coming away after one week, it's one win piece. So to me right now, tomorrow night, the pressure is on the Cougars to maintain that home advantage. Because as we were talking about earlier, that game was a lot tighter and a lot closer on Thursday night than the scoreline suggested. So the, the Panthers have a real shot. to to walk away with that W on the away ice. And that's where I'm seeing the Cougars really are going to have to come into this fighting. And if the Panthers can go into it exactly the same way that they did on Friday night, come out firing, put that pressure on early and and not be complacent, then the Cougars are the ones who are going to have to work hard for it because I think everybody came into this expecting the Cougars to be the the dominant force, but the Panthers have come away really showing them what they're made of. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, Yeah, 100%. um, Thursday uh, at the Cougars ring. You know, it's gonna determine if you uh, you're you know got two wins or one win, and uh, like you said, coming out with a dominant start, dominant start, get the pressure on early, and one thing I like you said was that Thursday game didn't kind of replicate uh, that that uh that the game what really happened i think that a good um example would be that friday game was actually quite similar to that thursday game yeah you know it just kind of going back and forth back and forth dominant at points dominance at other points and you know the panthers had a very quick start uh to that third period just like how they had such a quick start to the third and then, you know, Cougars were relatively dominant, you know, putting up three goals there. Um, but what did you notice was the thing that got them to the quick start? What was, was it the intensity? What what was it?
0: There was definitely intensity there. I think it almost seemed like that, that drive was there. And I think we talked a bit about it on the broadcast that the Cougars almost, I don't want to say where it felt expected that there was things were going to be on the same level as they were the night before but it's almost like the Panthers caught the Cougars unaware a little bit. I mean, the, the Panthers held possession for a long time early on in that the opening period. I don't even know uh, how long it took the Cougars to get a shot away on, on net in that first period and it, it just seemed like there was almost a thirst and a hunger for the Panthers to come out and that just caught the Cougars completely unaware. I don't think they were expecting the Panthers to come out and play that way and completely outplay them in the first. Completely it, roles were reversed in that second period. Obviously, whatever was said in the locker room at the uh, in the first intermission really changed the Cougars, and you can never, of course, count count the cougars out like they're always going to come back and they're going to fight no matter what the situation so to me it was just almost like a hunger and and we of course had 50 50 people here on on Friday night you know strongly supporting and we constantly talked during the broadcast that it felt like there were more than 50 people in there with that with the the vocal and and I think that really spurred them on didn't really hear a lot of that through the broadcast on Thursday night at uh, the cougars barn and and look for all I know they had the same amount of people there maybe Mm -hmm. the mics didn't pick it up I don't know I wasn't there but to me that also really spurred them on because whenever
1: a goal was scored, there there was definitely audible sounds from more than fifty yeah. people
0: here in the Panorama Rec Center. Uh,
1: yeah, absolutely. I remember that first goal when Lingard put it off the post, and then, uh, the, the barn was rocking. It was barn was rocking with uh, with fifty people in there. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, and you know, one thing I'm most looking forward to is this Friday when I will actually get to be there. Um, uh, you know, calling it is going to be. A first V I J H L goal. We okay. haven't had one yet on our on our team yet. We haven't had a first V I goal. Uh, I'm not sure about the Cougars. Sorry if I if someone did. Um, but um, who's your prediction? Who's gonna be the one? Who's gonna get
0: the oh, uh, the first one?
1: First one. Let's. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put my money on Ethan Ewer. Ethan, Ethan Ewer is going to tip a puck from Mason McNeil. Okay. From a DDB pa- DDD pass from Theo St. Denis. I'm... I'm
0: I all like, rookies.
1: All rookies. I, I'm liking Mr. Banks just because... Banks, yep. I, he, he picked up a point. He did pick up a point. Uh, And, you know, that big energy, that energy shift there with Gilbertson and the fittest. Well, because I'm, I'm liking the, the name connection to the Mighty Ducks.
0: You know, yeah, I, I think <laughs> Banks. I think Adam Banks. I think the legendary Adam Banks from that trilogy. So, I'm, I'm predicting him to really... Really get on the mentality of the Adam Banks mindset and live up to that that great name. That the Adam Banks name is almost like a Wayne Gretzky name. You think of ice hockey movies, Adam Banks is the Wayne Gretzky of ice hockey movies. So there you go. No pressure at all on Mr. <laughs> Banks this week, Tanner. Just no
1: pressure on you at all. Yeah, uh, you know, obviously, I don't. Uh, you know, those first VIJHL goals. There's actually we got some pucks here. We do. I can see guys them. that I guess didn't get the puck.
0: Maybe they're just waiting. Oh,
1: Hunter Jensen, Lucas Thompson Fittis, Matt Seal. uh, I think we got your pucks up here. We
0: do, guys. I don't know what the uh, the rules are around giving them and everything. One thing that I think is important to note, too, is just how... The opening weekend played out is that how even the South Conference actually is. Every team who has played is sitting currently on a win and a loss. Obviously, the West Shore Wolves are yet to play, but mm-hmm. how all the other games played out, of course, between the uh, the Predators and the Islanders is they also got a win apiece. So mm-hmm. uh, while the North is a little bit more, uh, you know, not quite that way, to have four uh, four
1: sides on a win and a loss apiece, very mm-hmm. even South Conference at the moment. Uh, yeah, for sure. You know, obviously, there's only been four teams that you said, West Shore hasn't quite gotten in, in yet. Um, you know, I guess we could kind of talk a little about the Predators and the Islanders. Uh, the Kerry Park Islanders did uh, beat them uh, 5-2 on uh, October 3rd. So I'd imagine that would have been a, a pretty hard-fought game considering, you know, on October, just a day earlier, October 2nd, uh, the Predators did pick up uh, the... Picked up the season opener, uh, four to two over the Kerry Brack Islanders, um, the debut win for the Predators in terms
0: of uh, their their new name, and we yep. talked a little bit about their fancy new well, the squid. Let's be honest, still calling them the squid. Squid. But I mean, is there is is there one of those teams in particular that you're keeping a, a close eye on? I mean, is there, is there one that you think will kind of be a, a strong challenger to the the Cougars and the Panthers?
1: Oh well, I think you know every year the Campbell River Storms a good team. I think every year. Um, you know, Oceanside's a good team. I think there's no team in this league that should be shying away. Uh, you know, I think that everyone is going to be competitors this year. Uh, you know, uh, Oceanside Generals especially have looked pretty good. Uh, with a pretty couple dominating wins and Oceanside over Nanaimo victory that which was nine to one. Mm. Uh, so that was a little bit of a beating uh, put on there.
0: Nanaimo certainly got barred, didn't they? No, uh, they yeah. They... No, that joke <laughs> failed. Geez, I'm really on a roll with these failed jokes. Oh, you are, you're just, you're on one hell of a roll. Yeah, no, and... I, I'll, tr- I'll try to, <laughs>
1: I'll, I'll find some good ones. You'll find a good one one day. How about that? Yeah. And um, obviously Cam River Storm, uh, who's, uh, you know, picked up already two wins off the year, an eight to three victory over Comox, which I think that game was a lot closer than the score replicated as well. And then um, uh, seven to five win over Comox again. On just a day day later, I don't know. I didn't uh, watch that game or anything. So I think all teams in this league are going to be you know relatively competitive um, throughout the year. Which is good to see And I mean We're obviously excited That
0: this is back And we're able to Sort of talk a little bit More about this But you want a competitive league And and after such a You know A lengthy delay To kind of get here We're still of course Completely unsure Whether or not We're going to get A full length of a season Or whether or not It will be shortened But at the end of the day For for any fan Whether you're here Like us And we're kind of Biased towards one side Or you're just a fan Of hockey in general You want it to be competitive You want to watch Some entertaining games And a lot of people Of course are Unfortunately only Going to be able to watch these from the comfort of their own homes and they want to tune in each week and see some exciting hockey and so far it seems like we've got a we've got that at the moment with the VIJHL
1: uh yes absolutely so uh yep you know moving forward uh, looking at the divisions uh Oceanside Campbell River um are tied in the north for first and then there is a uh four-way tie for first in the south. <laughs> which, which That's that's the problem when you've only played two games in the is. year and you're looking at the standings and the points. Like when there's a three-way tie for second and a two-way tie for first and a four-way tie for third, you know it's early in the year.
0: And it's also going to be quite interesting, of course, because the way the cohorts and little bubbles are working, it's it's all well and good for the Panthers and the Cougars. Where we know who we're playing each week, whereas for the other three, because they're kind of in their own little bubble at least for these first four or five weeks there's always going to be a team that isn't playing each week so you'll have a team that of course is a, is a game or so behind and uh, who is the team do we know who, who is it this week who gets the the week off obviously the Wolves uh, will be playing Wol- no I believe Wolves are still out so the Wolves still out so they don't uh, that's what
1: I, I let's let's right.
0: We, we see, we do our research here on uh, yes, Court we Weekly, do. of course. We do lots of, research lots of research every week to every make week. sure
1: that we're always up to date. And I was completely wrong. Uh, the Predators are going to be facing off against the Wolves so the on islanders October get the 7th, week off. tomorrow night.
0: Right, there we go. Uh,
1: be, uh, it looks like it's going to be Wolves Wednesday.
0: Wolves and, uh, Wednesday. The
1: wolves will kick it off against the Predators. Well, that's
0: tonight, of course, Dickie By the time people are hearing this, oh yeah, Th-
1: tonight. The all joys right, of
0: our, our pre-recorded nature. But no, it's, I mean it's, it's it is interesting, kind of, to see that that obviously how will that affect it. I mean, the Wolves have had the week off. The Predators, of course, having to play back-to-back weeks. I mean, do you think it's it's better to maintain the momentum? You want to just keep playing, or just having a week off help? Will the Wolves come in fresher?
1: Well, it, I guess it kind of just depends, really. I guess West Shore, they're going to be coming off. They haven't played a game yet. And Sanich has already had, you know, two games under their belt, a one in one record. Um, and, you know... Uh they're probably not as banged up as they would be, you know, closer to the end of the year. So I think uh, the Predators are going to have the advantage just because they do have the two games under the belt. West Shore hasn't played yet. They've been, you know, I'm sure they've been practicing hard and whatnot, but nothing can replicate a competitive game. And for the Islanders, of course, too. I mean,
0: they they now get that week off as well. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how that will play out next week. But of course, this this essentially will probably happen to the Panthers at one point. I mean, we, we're not 100 percent sure again how things will change after this initial 4-5 week stretch but it is expected that they will change the South Conference around so that maybe the Panthers will now go into a three team cohort and maybe the Cougars will just play it or vice versa we don't know the details yet so of course there is this uh, potential that in a, in a few weeks time the Panthers will find themselves in a situation where maybe they are of course having a week off playing two weeks on so we'll, we'll have to keep an eye on how that plays out
1: uh, yeah we will be keeping an eye on that we'll be keeping you everyone updated um, be sure to check out all our social media at P Panthers V I J H L, catch you on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and we will see when we release. You know the, the the podcast. You know we'll send pictures up there. Introduction to players. We do have those up on our website. Be sure to check us out. I believe it's P Panthers VIJHL again is the website. And uh, you can, uh, you know, I really actually enjoyed reading a lot of those. Um,
0: they're good. They're well written. They are, they're very well. And it, it does kind of give you a, a bit of an insight. And, of course, we realize that it's been now a couple of weeks since we've had our sort of a lengthier player interviews that we, we brought to you sort of prior to that. We are we're going to bring them back. We I enjoyed sort of having the, the guys in as a line. I think kind of having maybe the goalies together would be a fun little thing. I think, thing. Yeah, and, goalies together would be an intro. Interesting- things like that and if there's anyone in particular out there that people are listening that you want to have something specific ask them we're always open to those suggestions. so if maybe if someone's mother grandmother girlfriend boyfriend you know ex somebody that's got a little (laughs) trivia little tidbit then hit us up on on the socials and uh, we'll drop a couple of little nuggets to them Mm
1: -hmm. yeah send us a message of who you want to see what questions everything Ben said Indeed, indeed. Now, Sticky, before before we do head
0: off, uh, we've got our segments that I would like to, uh, well, I'd like to get to. Uh, we we can't forget now. First, let's play this. It is of course the Cougars joke of the week. The best part of the. Uh, oh, hang on. We've just got a, a note here. Hang on a minute. What is this? Oh, okay. Hang on a minute. No, Sorry, Sticky. Breaking news. Sorry to say that this week's uh, Cougars joke of the week has been cancelled. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This is this is not good. Apparently, we've we've gotten the cease and desist. We can't we can't do this anymore. Apparently, uh, having a joke told against the Cougars at the same time as they've actually lost the game is too much. They can't handle the the sadness of it. Apparently, the Cougars are a club that only can handle half amount of sadness. So it's either a joke or a loss, and unfortunately, they lost the game. So therefore, the the segment's off. Yes, it's unfortunate, but uh, I'm sure we'll come up with a new segment. Maybe, maybe We'll maybe. come up with a new segment um, Maybe the Braves joke I mean, we can't offend the Braves now The Braves don't exist I guess I mean, they the Predators now If we, we direct it towards the uh, the Braves I'm not sure Well, let, let's lighten the load I think this is one segment That I definitely know Will not be cancelled Because this man He loves it Let's get to this segment
2: It
0: is the Pete Zaberski fact of the week now. All that, right. I, I want to hear this. I feel like you've learned a lot. So I, let's. I think everyone on the podcast is l- like l- they, l- they have. Players. Well, got some somewhat sad news uh, this week, Sticky. Uh, Pete Zaberski got coronavirus. Oh, no. Now the coronavirus is in isolation. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, that's actually a good mood. That's a good thing. Yeah. yeah I don't know was. why I was. But he's a cure. There, there, there the it cure? is. Yeah. Uh, Pete Zaberski can teach a dog to meow.
1: Yeah, Wow. There you
0: go. Right. Um, Pete Zaberski's daughter, didn't know he had one, lost her virginity and he got it back. Wow. Um, okay. Um, I think we might leave it on that one. Um, All right. <laughs> I don't think
1: I can top that one. Wow. Yep. All right. Sticky. All right. So uh, we got moving forward. Like we said, we got two games. Tune in on the hockey TV. Uh, Ben, what have we got to add? We have have not much to add.
0: Actually, one thing I'll say. Shout out to uh, my friends back in Tassie, the Van Demons League. I know couple of guys ended up uh tuning in and seeing some of the the panthers the panthers game so back in uh in hobart so got some international viewers some international fandom for the panthers so good to see that so a a shout out to those guys if they uh, are listening to the potty this week Mm
1: -hmm. yeah thanks boys um you know keep tuning in every week and from us i believe that's going to conclude uh week nine week nine it's been you know uh, next week's gonna be double digits so uh thank you everyone for you know tuning in listening the support uh we love to hear it comment on the instagram send us messages what you want to hear we'd love to hear from you guys and until next time we'll see you next week
0: World Weekly is proudly brought to you by Peninsula Co-op. Purchase a car wash from Peninsula Co-op before November 15 and you can win free car washes for a year. Enter online at cooppromotions.com.